You're listening to The Power of Video Podcast, episode number 58. Today's guest is a content creator, and he also works for a creative agency where he does a lot of post-production work for video podcasts and video podcast interviews. So you're going to hear his process. We also share some industry stories and some of the problems that we've run into and also how we overcame them. And you're also going to learn about gear, the expensive stuff versus budget-friendly stuff. Here we go. What's going on, everyone? Thomas Jordan here for another episode. Today, we are joined by cinematographer, video editor, and colorist Joshua Tubbs. What's going on, buddy? DJ, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great, man. How are you? This is a long time coming, man. I know, I know, man. It's been a minute. I'm like trying to... Yeah, I was trying to even think of how we, I know we met over one of your YouTube videos a while yeah. back, but I'm just not sure how far back. It's at least four years. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute and a half. It's funny. It's like, I'm like, I know Thomas. It's like, we haven't met in person, Yeah. I mean? but it's like, I feel like I know you so well, right? So it's just like the power of the internet. The power of the internet, the power of YouTube, man. But uh, we'll just jump right in. I know, like I said, cinematographer, video editor, you know your way around a camera and uh, premiere, I'm sure. But uh, how do you use video in your business? Yeah, man. So like like how you're saying with video, it's it's always been mostly for client-based stuff, right? So creating work for clients, helping. I say it as like trying to evoke uh, action, emotion or something from people uh for clients to help sorry no what i actually what was my selling point that i say i'm trying to think about my linkedin and like things i put yeah all the videos <laughs> yeah it's like what was my value statement it's like what is it again yeah yeah it's like what's that, what's that selling point um creating videos that make people think act or feel one of those three things right um and it's mainly creating uh it's always been creating videos for clients a lot of times i was living in the world of um i'd say like music fashion that kind of stuff and as time progressed like corporate um and then always wanted to do short films and things like that but obviously from a sense of like business it's always been through those avenues of corporate fashion or music and something like th that aspect so creating work for people is pretty much the short way of saying what I've done. <laughs> yeah and what do you do you like creating work for other people or do you like it more when you're creating for yourself because i know there's some people who like to work for other people and love creating for but then there's other people who kind of like their own style their own spin yeah you know what it, it's it depends on the day <laughs> it really <laughs> yeah. does because there's days where it's like i am i someone comes with a great idea someone's doing something that's something different you're like i enjoy doing this um and then there's days where you like I hate what they're doing. I want to do it this way, right? And you can't because it's a client project. Um, so there's times where it's like your own thing is nice, especially for speed. Um, and I guess like that final say so, like you don't gotta have to worry going through channels. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of like a 50-50, whatever it is. Um, I like bringing people's ideas to life and like seeing them happy of like what was created. It's like what was in their mind and either you exceed the expectation or you hit the expectation. Um, but then yeah, doing... Uh, that's a, a bullshit way of like giving a not a non-answer i just said both <laughs> <laughs> well how does it but how does it make you feel though like when a client like you bring that vision to life and they mm -hmm. finally start seeing the pieces coming together and then when that finished product hits like what what is the feeling you get when you see that your client is just over the moon oh that that is something that makes it's part of the process that makes you actually enjoy what you're doing right Mm -hmm. um, 
seeing them happy with it, seeing them again, if you exceed the expectations too, that's when it's like, it's amazing. Cause they weren't expecting that. It's kind of like you gave them an extra that they weren't expecting, but just to see them happy with what you created, brought their vision to life is something that I think is a feeling that you, it's actually more satisfying than hitting export sometimes. Mm. <laughs> Dang, man. What, uh, what do you have a project in mind? Cause I know you said you worked with an agency. Uh, is there somebody's project that you worked on that like what, which project was it? Can you say like that I'll just kind of, that you had that feeling? I'll say it's, it's one. Um, so yeah, currently I work for an agency, uh, where I'm the editor there, but the one that made me really feel like, Oh, was, um, this is years back years, mm -hmm. years. Like, let's say we're going like almost like, I think, eight almost 10 years back. oh jeez yeah pretty far <laughs> i did a music video for this guy and um i remember we shot it it took a couple days um this was like i was shooting it on like a what was it xha ones this is a while back like on hdv tape you know oh I mean? man uh it's still up on youtube though and i remember after we shot it i edited it for a long time took a long time and then i showed it to him when i showed it to him i was uh in my mom's laundry room in the building <laughs> I asked them to come there to meet. I was like, I'm in my office to meet them. And then I sat them down. I had my laptop. I played the video for them. And like the video was like, it was a whole music video that ended up being like a six minute music video. There's like acting scenes in it, all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. And then the artist actually like shed a tear. <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. Yeah. And that's what maybe I was like, oh, snap. Like it was, it was like out of happiness. Like he was like, oh man. But like, it's like, was like welling up. And like wow. that feeling there was like a feeling that I'm like, I always want to like get this from people, right? Like, obviously you can't make people cry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was from them being like you asked earlier, like when someone is like just ecstatic and happy, like that feeling of like what he had at that moment, like was just kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not certified, but it just justified like so much work that goes into it. But like, especially during those times when there wasn't really necessarily, um, you're not seeing the fruits of all the labor you're just seeing yeah. the labor so it was nice to like see that because you're like okay like i'm gonna keep doing this because that's definitely something that like i want to see more people the, do cry yeah <laughs> the validation the validation you, yes, yeah, yes, yeah yeah yes. uh but what about your own work did mm -hmm. have you have you sh have you shed shed a tear over uh, a piece that you've made before I don't think I've, I've never shed a tear over a piece i've made i want to one day <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be like the the, the way I, I see it as <laughs> let me just paint this picture it's gonna be something where it's gonna be like a coming of age film of like a series or a short that will make me do that that's the thing i want to create that make me shed here but i think it's um a feeling there's a feeling i get when i'm editing something that just gives me this oh it's like a weird feeling of nostalgia but it's not nostalgia because you like what you're doing you might have never experienced before but it's this feeling of nostalgia excitement hope that like meshes together and that's like the type of editing and videos i like to do like giving that feeling kind of it's like its own lane but yeah uh, heck i can't yeah, think man. of one per se but that's the yeah. it's 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 pending pending right now yeah, pending right now <laughs> Um, and at the agency though, so do you, is that where you work with, uh, a lot of podcasts and video podcasts and things like that? Yeah. So currently at the agency I'm working at right now, uh, we create a podcast called the moment that changed everything. And that one was, uh, is geared towards the advertising, uh, world because the agency I work at is actually an advertising agency, um, that has a studio portion 
with it. So it's like kind of like production house as well as advertising, traditional advertising ad house. So we are like an AOR for a lot of clients and things like that. Um, so there, the moment that changed everything was one of the podcasts I started working on there first. Um, and that was um, interviewing people in the advertising world, writers. Um, we got directors as well. We expanded it. So it could be a lot more, but it was uh, essentially at first it was like copywriters. That was like what it really was for. Right. Hmm. But then we expanded. So that's like one that I was working on there. I have my podcast with my boy Wills called the Secret Filmmaker Society podcast. We still do that. It's just been on pause. <laughs> we call it the most inconsistent, consistent, no, the most consistently inconsistent podcast. <laughs> we just do it when we feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> but we want to be consistent with it. Um, but now at the, the agency I'm at, we're actually doing a lot more podcasts, actually. So uh, for clients as well. And I know it's tough to be in consistency. We, we hear it all the time. Content is king. What consistency is queen has what I think the saying is. I think that is like the, the two cousins right there. Yeah. Right. So it's like, but I feel like even just for people, you know, average passionate podcasters, yeah. you know, it's like we, you, whether you have a team or not, I feel like consistency is just it's one of those things you come across and you have to learn and things like that. Even with the agency and a team, is that something you guys have uh, have to battle as well? Um, I think it's different there. Like uh -huh. if I would say the differences between whether it's like freelancing, doing your own thing, opposed to being like in a business that's like totally structured right that way. You know what I mean? And it's been there because it's been there, I think, for like 17 years. It's like there it's more you're held accountable. So like consistency there is like you gotta you know what i mean um but when it comes to i would say doing your own thing obviously that's where it's like pushing yourself is harder there i think it's because it's accountability there to your other coworkers, the clients all that jazz it's mm -hmm. easier to stay consistent there um yeah i would say that yeah and if you get like I, and i know it's hard to stay consistent for yourself but like when you decide to go like to be consistent or like what are some tips people can that are that are solo Mm -hmm. can use um what what can they what are some tips that they can use to stay consistent themselves yeah man i think the one thing and i've been even doing this with myself because like regardless i still always like to work on my own thing right like and have things projects going on in the back it's i think it's it's one thing that i've been doing that has been helping one is disconnecting i know it's kind of like but disconnecting from social and things like that it kind of for myself i've noticed it's been a that whole endless scroll is real. <laughs> and and dude, I honestly, I'm glad you said that because I don't think people understand how like powerful that is because mm -hmm. like even, I mean, even whether it's Instagram, TikTok, before you know it, I mean, you're sitting there for four hours just scrolling and like time goes by and you're comparing. And then it's like that, that, I don't know, like that subconscious comparison game to all these other creators sets in and it's like, well, they're doing this. It's just like, how am I going to do this? This seems they have so many followers, this, but it's like, if you just took yourself out of it you, and just created your own and just stop focusing on that, I think you'd be in a lot better place. Exactly. And even what you said, that whole subconscious thing, I think it's not even like the comparison sometimes. It's the fact that like, it seeps in that like you you might have an amazing idea right and you're like yo this mm -hmm. is sick i want to do this if you go search that idea there's been so many people that have done it before and like the way you're seeing it in your mind is going to get so misconstrued once you start looking at what everyone else is doing so yes yep. to what you're saying there is that subconscious part that pulls in of like comparison but then there's that other part of like 
now you start doubting your own ideas because you're like, oh man, is my idea as good as I thought it was? Someone did it this way. So that's why I say the disconnect helps with consistency because being bored is when you create, like, it's when you think about the stuff that's the best. Like what they say it is, the shower, you come up with cool ideas yep. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like that's where I realized I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let me break away from the internet for a while, social media, things like that. And just like, think of things that's like, that Any I find cool. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, one of my mentors calls it sitting in the silence and it comes in different mm. shapes or forms. And it's because like, okay, we're in the, like in the shower, right? We just, whether you know it or not, it's a subcon, like you just, you're not thinking for me, it's like the shower or like right before I go to sleep, my brain likes to turn on. Cause it's just like, you know, I have so many hours in the day for it to turn on. And you know, at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, it's like, oh, we're going to come up with like 10 million <laughs> ideas right now or at the gym. Like I'll have some like hard metal going on in my head lifting. And then all of a sudden, Dude, just ideas just start. I started to have to carry a notebook with me because, like, I'd figure, you know, you forget about it. And it's like, you don't want to lose these ideas. So it's just, yeah. And kind of also what you said before I forget is let's just say you have an idea. I feel like it could, you could kill your own idea by looking up to see what others did. Exactly. Because if you had an idea, it could have been, it could have been like the next best thing. But since you looked, at what other people were doing now immediately your whole thing is it's changed it's completely exactly. done so your little That's sprinkle sprinkle of could be like viral content just got shot to you know what exactly because you you can't take out that thought now of like what yep. you saw you're like they did it that way oh maybe and then theirs could be so dope so you're like i, I need to do it that way too now you're trying to put a spin on their thing rather than continuing with your own idea so like yeah it's like you kind of you kind of have to like just block yourself. I like that sitting in silence is exactly what it is. And the gym is definitely a spot too where ideas come up. But I hate when you forget. The notebook is what I got to start doing. Yeah, I do. I've got I've got them everywhere cuz like and I've got notes in my phone to put in there and I have to carry around or I'll do it when I'm driving or listening mm -hmm. to like a good podcast and walking on the treadmill or walking outside. That's when my if I'm listening to like a really good podcast, that is when the ideas start flowing. I'm not trying to lie. I'm the reason I'm double downing, double downing on this is because mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people do that. They'll compare themselves or they'll sell themselves short or they're just not confident in themselves. Yeah. It's just like, just put it out and see if it hits. And same thing with those reaction videos that I'm doing. I was searching to, cause I'm not the first person to do a reaction video, but I saw like the concept, I think GQ does something, uh, there, there's another magazine, but they do these like breakdowns, right? So if it's like, oh, the, if it's a sniper movie or like a war movie, they'll bring in like this Navy SEAL sniper to be like, that's this, that's not that. that. And I was like, man, I could do this for interviews. And then I went to see if anyone was doing it. I didn't find anybody. And I'm not saying like, I'm like a pioneer, but it's just like, I'm just going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and just keep perfecting and perfecting. And it's like, no matter what the content is like there's dude there's like i don't know it's sometimes i get fascinated by what you're just pulled in on like mm -hmm. i'm pulled in uh, i was scrolling the other day and like i watched this guy doing landscaping like edging yeah. and mowing and i'm just like wait a minute why am i wa still watching this? because it's the process so it's like who yeah. knows maybe i can help somebody i don't know so who knows can I ask you a question sure you yeah said, um uh you'll get ideas listening to a podcast are those ideas ones that you get like 
is it an idea that is inspired by the podcast you're listening to, or is it something like totally separate? Like how you were saying, you're watching landscaping videos, right? And you get inspired mm-hmm. by that, but your idea might not be about landscaping, it's about something else, right? Yeah. So when it, you're listening to the podcast and you get an idea, what kind of podcast and slash ideas, like, is it like in the same world or is it totally separate? It, it has to particularly do with uh, to like my business and my ideas, because my brain's already going a 1000 miles an hour. And I've got like things I've got to do for like video ideas or like course creation or whatever. And mm-hmm. what I'm trying to learn is like how to kind of harness it a little bit. So what I'll do, it's like if I'm stuck on something, I'll think about it and then start working out and then my brain or, you know, or start even driving to the gym. Like, if I'm listening to these business podcast it's almost like a uh it's the gasoline to the fire right it's just like it's just like warm it's like it warms my brain up to like start getting the gears thinking it's like okay well how can i make this idea different yeah but i'll be listening to the i'll be listening to the podcast consuming it processing it but like there's a part of my brain that shifts and it's like thinking it's like doing like this Rolodex type thing of like just ideas, just like trying to like find something that'll click. And then that's when, like I said, I have to carry a notebook with me. So I just write it all down. Like I was stuck on a video idea for like three days and I went to the gym and literally just hammered it out like on a leg machine. Right. I was just like, Neh. so it's just <laughs> like, it's the weirdest thing on how it works, but it's just like, you got, I'm trying to really harness how, to like process that type of power or whatever i'm just imagining you doing like your set and sounds like bro sets, you guys like listen to the idea is done bro yeah <laughs> no it's happened people walk in there like i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, but so off, <laughs> oh i'm sure man i i stopped caring a long time ago but i started i usually go to the gym when it's like not that busy anyway but but uh but yeah and i'm glad we're focusing on this because like i'm telling you so because it's i'm really curious to how it comes to other people too besides mm-hmm. the shower it could be long drives like you just got to yeah. figure out some people meditate i can't my brain doesn't let me do that i just yeah. but I uh if i meditate i've done it like three times and I've yeah every single time yeah that's hilarious man um well so we definitely got consistency covered where to get your video ideas but i know uh another hurdle for passionate podcasters as well is equipment i answer questions all the time about gear people are so hung up in the gear and the softwares uh for somebody who works with every i'm sure your agency provides you with i mean you guys probably have unlimited budgets to limited equipment and everything um for the people who don't have that, what would you suggest? Damn, I would say, man, uh, you can rob a bank and no, but it's like from the hours between one and three, it's it's all you all clear. <laughs> I, the one thing I would say though is because like doing video, like a lot of times with podcasts, it's a lot of times you want to do a video podcast, right? I don't know about you. Like for me, I like watching, like I will sit there and watch a podcast, you know, for three, four hours. It feels like you're a fly on, it feels like you're in the room with them, right? It's just, I I don't got a mic, but I'm just listening. And I enjoy that. Um, And it's like the fly in the wall feel. So a lot of times, especially any podcast in general, I love that whole video aspect with the audio. Now the video, we're at a place now where so many things shoot well, right? So like, again, when it comes to video, that's where it's like the, the gear might not be the craziest thing because we have sometimes you have lighting you know like the lighting etc 
you know, your camera, your phone. I don't, I've never wanted to say your phone. I, I'm, it's hard for me to get to that place of saying your phone shoots amazing. Just use your phone. Um, I still think you should use a camera, a designated camera for it, but you don't got to use the craziest, most expensive. You don't have to shoot like Ari or Alexa, sorry, or Red or anything like that to get your thing there. But when it comes to the audio portion of it, I do believe you got to use the best quality you can. You know what I mean? Um, so the mics is one thing. I think it's important to like invest in there as well as um, I guess your post-production process as well, right? If you need to clean things up. Um, so to say like I'd advice for people, I'd say try to find the best way you can record because audio is one thing that even in film people say in video, right? Like it's more than I'd say 50% of the video because you can see a black screen, hear audio and like visualize everything that's going to happen. Hell, like horror movies are scarier when it's like nothing's on screen, but you're hearing things, right? Mm -hmm. So your audio really does have to be on point. So that's why I said like the whole Robert Bank thing. I'm like, how you get around that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, there's just so I mean, and that's another thing is like my thing is to also make it simple as, as well, right? Like that's why I want to do a handful of these videos. Cause right now mm -hmm. I I've had to stop myself from buying gear because I just I have a problem, right? Yeah, yeah. I want the <laughs> I want the best and greatest and latest. And but it's like what comes with all that gear, there's just so like I don't think people understand how many other components it's just even in this, like we're doing mm -hmm. this over Zoom. I mean, yeah. I've got a digital recorder, you've got a digital recorder. Yeah. Like you taught me something today about the preferences <laughs> about separating audio tracks, because people are like, oh, one audio track, we're good. But if it's like, if you're quiet, then I'm not quiet, because to, exactly. to piggyback off what you were saying is people can forgive bad video, but they won't mm -hmm. forgive bad audio. Like this could be both blur, like our both our screens could be blurry, but if it's that crispy, like that studio feel, like you can you can forgive it a little bit. You'll but, forgive it for sure. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll be like doing stuff. I think people listen passively as well, right? So mm -hmm. they can forgive that, like the visuals not there, but as long as the audio is like crisp, hey. It, it is what it is yeah and even and even knowing how to use it too because you could mm -hmm. have the best audio equipment you can have the best I mean, you could have a twelve thousand dollar setup you could have your all your stuff look like joe rogan right you've got the sure smbs you've got the cloud lifters you've got the preamps you've got all the best stuff but if you're that's great but if you're if you got 15 foot ceilings or hardwood you floors know. like true, you're true, true. Dude, you're you're screwed like I had, was on uh, Instagram and there was a guy, he's like, oh, we're going to set up this awesome podcast that it was like this sweet house. And like, I could hear the echo and he's like showing up. Mm -hmm. I go, bro, that ain't going to work. And he, I think he was, thought I was trolling him because yeah, he's like, yeah. what do you mean? It's not going to work. I go, because you could have all that nice equipment, that echo and reverb dude is going it's to gonna, kill oh, you. And he's man. like, oh damn, we didn't think about that. So I probably saved that dude like two grand just by you saying, you know, yeah. You did. Cause you know, another thing too is, um, and that's where like video, all this still attaches to podcasting is cause like, you know, the whole saying where like, if it aesthetically, it looks pleasing, the sound's mm. going to be trash. <laughs> but like <laughs> if it has like a bunch of couches and rugs and like the place, the place, if you think about a lot of times when you see a lot of different studios and their setups, like, especially like on TV and things like that, like it was always, it seems I don't want to say cluttered. Think of like the friends like cafe. It mm -hmm. reminds me of that. There's always the stuff around. And it's like condensing all the sound and, and taking that reverb and that echo out. So you, you you always still gotta think about that whole process when it comes to like setting up your actually one thing I will say because you're saying what some people can get. 
this is not sponsored content. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, dude, you can, you can shout out, drop it. It's all good. We know how it goes. Okay, cool. Yeah. You guys need to drop a check to the TJ show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So I'd say the Sennheiser mic, this is one thing I, I say Sennheiser EA35. I, I know there's other forms of it, but it's just, like, I think it's a condenser microphone. Um, it's like the soundstage microphones, you know, the ones that are like, mm -hmm. you know, if you're on it, I just think it works well because it cuts out all the, the background noise and things like that. Like the Sure MBs you're talking about, like those ones I think are, are the best ones, but those are the ones where you got to make sure your room is, has like the sound boards and things like that. This one you can get, it's kind of forgiving for not having that. And like, I've used this in places where it's technically like loud. Like I remember I, I recorded with somebody that was, uh, they owned a web design studio but they were on like a busy street downtown and oh shout out to chris Hughes. so a nerd world if you guys want to check him out <laughs> yeah. and it was um like the street's busy it's like literally being on like one of the busiest streets downtown and you can hear outside when we're in there but like on the mics it's not picking it up so i would say and these are not expensive as expensive as most mics like i know that sure mb's like uh 400 bucks the there yeah. you go and then the cloud lifter and all that stuff you got at the preamp like that gets it up there right this yep. is, I think I got one mic. It's like $113. There's a three pack for two seventy five when I got it. So and then as long as you have like a zoom or something like that to plug in, it's XLR, you're good to go. So it's pretty much, I'd say $120 mic and you can get a good sounding, you know, as long as you stay tight to it, don't be that person <laughs> <laughs> doing all that. Yeah. Well, dude, Hey, it's funny. Hey, shout out to Sennheiser. I don't know if you could see it. That's what this is. Mm. Yeah, so I yeah, I saw that. I'm I'm all I'm all about using what you got because like if not, yeah. I like I said, I have a gear problem. But yeah, just this is a sure or not sure. This is a Sennheiser uh, MD50 or something. Either way, okay, like so you that. said, I mean, it was I mean, it's more of handheld because I used to do hand you know on red carpet interviews. Yeah. So it was like I had to use it. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to use it. And it's be it'd be fine. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, uh, we also need to figure out how to get Sennheiser as a sponsor because, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. when this goes viral, you know, I mean, we're both using it's like, hey, we're you both, know? I, I kind of turned, ah, oh, you still got the S there. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all good, man. Same with Road, you know, you got the little sticker mm. here. Those, uh, those guys you could never get away from. They they put it in places where it's like, it's always finds its way in everything. I know, I know. But then, and that's the thing, though, with the, like budget equipment, though, like, you know, your mic, that's not too bad. I mean, the recorder, I've talked mm. about it before that were that's why i love the zooms because it acts as an interface and a digital recorder so if you were going to if you had to be mobile with it yeah um so that's solid and then uh what do, what are your thoughts on like usb mics and stuff like that because i know there's other there's other brands i can't think of any off the top of my head i know sure has one and i'm i can't remember the other one but it's i like know a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, a lot are a lot of people are using the Yetis and things like that, or off-brand Yeti thinking. brands. Yeah. What are your thoughts on USB mics for um, people who well, are starting out? Going into that, I would say one thing back to kind of consistency. I think I like what you just said. The whole thing of like use what you have. Um, I think that's a really good thing to get you consistent because if you're using what you have and just going, you get into that flow and that process state, and you don't really get caught up on like not having. Because again, I'm same way. I get caught up on if I just had this and just had this, then you don't start. And if you don't start, can't be consistent. Then you're 
back to us like it's just a roundabout so yeah yeah <laughs> and then and then and, and this is just the audio aspect we haven't even talked about you know like what Visual an interface mode. is or yeah anything True. in post or because a lot of those things dude i mean we can have these type of mics but somebody like you can go in and post and make it sound like a 1200 dollars setup yeah and, that, and that's what i would have to do a lot of times is go back and clean things up um but like what you're saying with the other types of mics like the uh the usb ones um i'm not against it i just and i don't think i have a problem with them at all it's just that it's just whatever can give the best sound like i know it's not the greatest at times and again too your environment does matter um so i'm not opposed to them for sure at all but i just think now like where i'm at now i'm at a space where i have access or i have i have the access to a lot of things that are like the higher professional grade quality so it's kind of like you get i guess you get used to it so it becomes like you know like if you go like you're filming something like small but there's someone that always has shot on like red or film or yeah Ari, so they're like yeah so we'll shoot down alexa it's like i, I don't need to shoot down alexa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that's just their go-to because that's what they view so much so yeah i'm really but i i am a person that will say what's practical what works I, it doesn't need to be expensive it just needs to be good and if like i think those usb mics if you can get them in the right environment or create the environment for it it can come out very clean and then again if you're going to audition or something like that you can do a lot there to really get it clean and have a very nice sounding podcast so yeah yeah and once again trying to keep things as simple and using what you have because even i i'm trying to do a handful of these like with mm -hmm. what i have like can i buy more yeah. gear of course, of course, but like yeah. I'm just using like right now, my laptop is literally propped up on a cardboard shoebox nice. to keep my camera level. And this is like a MacBook, what, from 2015. It doesn't look terrible, but it like mm -hmm. you've got to like use good lighting, right? So it's exactly. just like and even lighting kits. There's a brand called Newer and they've got mm -hmm. this like three point lighting kit with soft boxes for less than a 100 bucks. And that's all you that's really all you need, especially for because like the sensor in these cameras can't really handle anything. Yeah, it can't. No. And and another thing, if you've got like I see a lot of people using ring lights. I don't know if you see it, too. Mm -hmm. I just did. It, it's that harsh light. And I know they're popular and some people like that look in your eye. And I'm just like, I don't know. What's your opinion on ring lights? <laughs> ring lights? I've never been a fan of ring lights. Like, yeah, I, me neither. I, especially even like when people ask me to help them like, create their YouTube videos and things like that. Um, a lot of times if I'm not working on it, like we'll get to a place where it's like, hey, you can record part of it yourself and then I can like edit it or come in and do the other parts that need to be recorded like that. And they'll have a ring light, but they're not using it like a ring light. I think that's the problem. People are trying to use a ring light in a different fashion. Like to me, a ring light's like if you're doing makeup or something, beauty, and like you want to be up close, right? But then people will be using it as like a key light sometimes, right? Where it's like far away and they're trying to light something with it and just it's weird because it's adding shot, like it's just not it. So I'm not a fan of ring lights. I'd rather, like you're saying, a newer, um, those light panels they have and things like that. Mm -hmm. Or if you're going like a step up, you can go into like Nanlite or Aperture. Those ones are like great. I think Nanlite and Aperture, well, Nanlite, mm, it's the same, it's same pricing, but Godox, Nanlite, like if you get their smaller ones, it's like, you know, the price is decent once you start getting to that world. But then like newer is doing a good job of being this like, in it less, uh, it's more inexpensive, but it's still getting up there now. I'm starting to notice with their with their stuff. I don't know if it's because it's getting more popular and a lot of people are getting it. Um, but something like that to me, I think the ring light, no, a panel, yes. Because you can but always you, bounce it, right? 
Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's and like, if you have a ring light, I always tell like the clients that I work with is like, they make soft boxes for those things. Or you could even like True. take a soft box off something and just kind of like hang it on there. And cause that's mm. one of my led panels. That's what I had to do. Cause it's smaller. So they don't make good ones for that. And I wanted like a bigger thing. So I was just like hanging up on there and it works or yeah. use it for like a backlight or maybe a hair light because it's just that harsh light, especially, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't worry about it, but I know some women might because it like just hits your face and it's just like, it shows off the features that maybe you don't want to highlight, you know? Yeah. And, then, and you know, bouncing is a good idea too. If you can yeah. just like go to Dollarama and, or the dollar store and get the, uh, what is it? The, Those uh, coolers? <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, someone has I know. I thought you were going to make your own soft box. That's what I oh, thought no, you were no, going. Oh, no, 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 no. I was going to say the, um, what do they call it again? Just the, uh, it's not like Bristol board. It's the other one that's like a little thicker, right? Oh, foam yeah, yeah, board. yeah. The foam, yeah. foam core like boards that are like that. I've used that many times uh, and like bounced light, just harsh light off of that and it comes back soft. So yeah, that's mm -hmm. a good thing people can do. Yeah. And when you're doing all these setups, cause I know you've got like, once again, you have the budget for all the good stuff. Um, is it, uh, like what, I mean, what other hurdles do you run into when you have a ton of equipment? Cause like I said, a lot of people are just using mm -hmm. basic stuff. Like, I mean, the stuff we're using now is just yeah. like under $200 each. Well, yeah. including the zoom, it's like under well, three. So yeah. yeah, the zoom brings it up, but everything else, yeah. it's not very expensive. But mm -hmm. when you get up into that other level or, or just when you get up into that other level, what type of um, mm -hmm. mistakes are you running into? True. And one thing I, I would say too, is like with this audio equipment and lighting, it's something that's kind of, I don't want to say forever, but it's pretty long. Like you're not going to be replacing these mics or your mm -hmm. zoom or your lights for a very, very long time. And that's what I'm saying. If you invest in good stuff, like it's fine. Cameras, I sound like Kanye's like, I like Lady Gaga. She, I like some of her music. What she know about cameras? I don't know. Yeah, I just yeah. My <laughs> um, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, but um, the cameras are constantly always changing, right? So like, you know, one day it's the sensors and this. It's always getting better and better, right? We're at a point now where it's kind of peaked, but you can always get a better camera. Uh, the audio gear, I think, is something that for the next, you can get this set up in like the next five years, still be using it on stuff. So when it goes into now using things that where you have access to a lot of things the problems i think you can get into is the one the overwhelming pro thing where it's like all right like do how do it you can get more intricate so you're like okay like now i'm doing too doing too much <laughs> so answer is that right you're just doing way too much you don't need to do it simplify it um i guess other issues you can get into you know what like it's kind of weird it's, it's like saying the the having access to the more things i guess it's that issue of like because for me, I had to use for a long, long time, just use what I have or make things work. Right. So for me, not having access to more just gives just solves more of my problems, to be honest, because I, I've come from the background of not having and having to figure it out where like I literally would not have something. I'm like, OK, I remember I, crazy. I did a podcast once and like I only had one camera. Right. This was years ago. And so we recorded the guy talking on one side, but not the other guy. So then I had to like literally like we re-recorded like when we're by ourselves, his reverse and just got him to re-ask questions and stuff like that. Right. So obviously that's time consuming. Oh that's my like, lord. Know, but that was like from not having. So it's like, hey, how do I, you know, but so like clearly now I can always, you know, two, three camera set up, get everything. Um, so for me right now, the access to more just actually helped me solve my problems because before 
I came from not having, so I was able to like have to think on the fly, but I think that makes you way more creative, makes you way more quicker. So when you come into a situation where there's more, it's easier to get things done. Um, so I can't really think of a problem that comes from having access to this stuff. It's just that, yeah, I can't really think of one. And I mean, and, and I did mean problem. I said mistake. I did mean problem, but it's just like, I could see oh, okay. just for people to get to that, like from like passionate to like that professional level is I don't think people realize how many moving pieces there are because like, let's just say you're just starting and it's like, okay, you finally figured out your audio and kind of how to edit it a little bit. Right. But it's like video is just like a whole new thing. Like you got to figure out the lighting, the angles, the soft light, the harsh light, what, you know, is this going to be, you know, it's like, oh, this one's battery. This one works on charged batteries. And it's like, I'll just use that. But then you're using it and then the battery dies and now you got nothing or, you know, you film in the wrong frame rate or you bring it into post and like you go to sync it up and there, like, there's just so many, <laughs> there's yeah, so true. many there's things that can go wrong yeah. yeah you know like i would say that's always a thing because especially when you're doing a video podcast that's one thing that you gotta worry about because you're doing the audio and video at the same time so monitoring both is sometimes hard luckily people are usually just sitting down in the, like like how we are right now so it's mm -hmm. easy to put things on sticks and leave it like that um but there is that whole thing where you there's so many things happening where this camera like depending on like like we've been filming on cine cams that like run continuously so as long as you have the space you're good right it'll, it'll run but you know there's times where i have like a dslr camera as like the main camera and that you know only has like a 30 minute runtime before it cuts out right so there's things like that where you gotta I and mean, now you know oh shoot i wasn't paying attention that cut out because focusing on the audio so now i gotta make sure this is like cut to someone else talking and i only have two angles to cut to now so depending on how it is yeah there's a lot more moving parts and also like how you're running it like i still would be running it solo most of the time so it's not like there's a whole team running on that that end where it's like filming it so that part is uh still like like you're saying the moving parts make it uh there's a lot more things that could go wrong but as long as you're used to it should be fine yeah and i don't want to overwhelm anybody because i know like it's just the it's just it becomes hilarious after it's yeah. a little frustrating at first but yeah i mean i remember one time i did a podcast and i brought like lugged all the gear there and it was some actress and uh we was at her apartment in like santa monica and my buddy had just got like a new sigma art lens the 50 mil mm -hmm. so it was like and for those of you who don't know who that is, what that is it's just a super nice lens and uh Dude, it's so the thing is the lens is so sharp my camera could almost like couldn't keep up with the speed and i mm -hmm. put it on 1.4 which is like the lowest but the sharpest it could possibly go and when i got home like i was like oh i can't wait da, 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 da. i get home she's blurry <laughs> like oh be, man because she just moves like one bit she moved that her. yeah so the one yeah just basically me like i had the nice camera like a super nice cinema camera super mm -hmm. nice lens like oh my god like this is gonna look so good i was so excited and got home and it was blurry man that was just <laughs> rough but i mean but that's the thing you've got to learn and that's kind of what i want to teach people too is just like how to keep it simple like i know like we're talking a lot about like audio and video and it seems like we're all over the place and it's just experiences that we have but it's something yeah. you'll obviously go through at some point it's just you kick yourself when it happens whether you leave the lens cap on or you don't hit record i don't know yeah. if you've ever done that before <laughs> I've, I've done i've done that where i i haven't recorded i caught it and but i played it off that's the thing like you, yeah. know, you play it off in a way i i made actually a video about that um a TikTok 
where I did the whole thing where it's like the person did the whole take and you're like, you know what? That's great. Let's just do one more for safety. <laughs> Good to cover your butt a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, so that has happened. But then I think like as time progresses, you learn how to work with it. If you like anyone listening, that's like, I, I would say that's just getting into this or just starting or like, you know, midway through, if you haven't run into these issues yet, I would say it's like, yeah, you get used to it. You kind of learn how to cope with it. And, and, uh, I guess uh, keep things moving and seem like it's like a well-oiled machine, machine, even though issues will, will come along. I think that's the thing. You have to understand that issues will happen regardless. Murphy's Law, something will go wrong. Um, but yeah, just the way you you deal with it and you know keep that confidence there. Like Talent will, will never know. Might. <laughs> yeah. See, I do. That's, that's smart. Up. I'll have to, I'll have to remember that. Cause yeah, I'm just like, don't hate me, man. It's like, I forgot yeah. to hit record. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, how could you do that? But when you're trying to, especially if you're trying to do an interview or something, there are just so many moving pieces. Like, like you said, Murphy's all like, something's bound to go wrong. Um, but that's another thing. Like, do you working with the does stuff like that happen even at the agency when you have multiple people working on, like you like yeah, just like stuff think- just happens yeah i think that could happen anywhere i think a lot of times too it's the um it's because i think now um doing it for like as long i've been doing like video and film and like all those things it's it's a point now where majority time you've you've gone through those issues so you know you kind of know to double check in your mind and like okay like i triple check like is okay is everything on is that recording okay cool even like before we go three times like even if it's annoying i don't care okay cool it's going we're going constantly checking throughout um monitoring everything so it kind of like there that doesn't really happen as much um but then it's the external factors where that's like another thing that you can't control and that's like no matter what you get into right where you like this just happened the other day we were recording we're doing a podcast and like we're working on a project right now where the podcast is um people in other countries i mean or in other provinces along canada right now and um one is we have to connect with a lot of studios outside like in different provinces and like get them to like because we're it's still a video podcast um but that that one day we were recording everything was fine and 20 minutes 30 minutes everything was good that right when we're about to hit record someone decides to start doing construction on the roof <laughs> you know dude, I mean? <laughs> dude that happens all the time like i was about to start like shooting one day and then like the landscapers showed up late that day and i always wonder what like what do you think that's called co- there's got to be a name for that because that happens all the all time, the time like yeah i think even time. one of my mentors they were like they had like all day it was a sunday it was quiet they're like setting up taking their time because it's sunday whatever and then all of a sudden you know somebody's like oh i'm gonna try to make this bush look a little you know like edward scissorhands or something it's just like what do you do like what is that i don't know what that is it's like I, I the like universe like knows waiting <laughs> yeah just yeah, waiting it's like all right are they, are they recording the recording okay <laughs> now it's <Yeah. laughs> like god oh dude that is so funny you bring that up that happened to me just the other day uh (laughs) but do you guys um and i know you work on multiple shows do you guys work Mm. on uh a lot of shows that are like heavy on interviews kind of like this one yeah a lot of stuff has been heavy on interviews i think most podcasts in general are i would say a lot are interviews like that you know i love the ones where people like just you know shoot the dish and just back Mm -hmm. and forth um but yeah most of them have been heavy on the interview portion of it and um getting like people's tastes and like on different things like that so yeah and the reason i ask is because what it like 
when people, when I see people want to do like interview shows who don't mm. know or who haven't done interview shows, what are, and I know we talked about almost the complexity that video and audio can get, mm. but what are some of the complexity? What are some of the things that people don't think about with when it comes to uh, interview shows? Yeah, I think what people don't understand with when it comes to interview shows, especially when it's um, people that might necessarily, because a lot of times we're bringing on people that don't talk to camera so much like it's not like they're media trained so you're getting people that necessarily will be talking to the mic and then kind of drift off and come back here and, they're kind of going, and it's just getting quieter and quieter and then you don't want to ruin what they're saying because sometimes they're saying something so profound you're like this is amazing but like i'm not getting it right because like with podcasts like you got to be up in the mic um so that's one thing like the the guests usually aren't media trained especially now like things are expanding we want to talk to so many different people um that like yeah, they just might not know to stay to the, to the mic and out of frame, things like that. Um, another thing I would say is you're saying, sorry, so repeat your question one more time. Cause I just like, what are some of the complex things people don't think about when it comes to interviews? Cause I know a lot of people do want to do interview type shows. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have a list in my head. I'm just curious about what things you run into on your end. Yeah. Like, my mind has been going a lot more to like the production, the pro like the producing side of like creating the content and the strategy there. And it's like, I guess sometimes they don't think about the questions that they're asking as like, has this been heard before in the sense of like the people you're asking, like, have they said this somewhere else? Right. I think I've heard interviews where example you, and you're familiar with Gary V how many mm -hmm. times do we watch like interviews with him and like the person gets into like his life, which he's explained millions of times that you can get anywhere else. So it's like, all right, like let's get into more of the, like, something more direct that you're gonna like your take on it is gonna be so I think that's one thing too from like a strategy standpoint of like hey have this person said a story already it doesn't matter should we condense this to like five minutes and go there um something else I think is I guess on the post side too is like structuring your 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 podcast in a way where it's you can take things out right like editing it like you know what I, mean? I think people don't think about it that way that you can um because a lot of times unless you're doing it live which I know you have a television background and I have someone with a television background. So I'm like, like live is like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> from, yeah a that, from a post perspective, it's like, please, can we just do this and knock this out? Yeah. Like that would be amazing. But then with live, I just always think of like how many things can go wrong. You know what I mean? So, you know, you do have the option there to like censor and, and like kind of go back and think of like, Oh, do I really want, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. go out or say this. So, I'm still a big believer in the post world and edit and clean it up after and put it back out. Cause like, I think live is great. Um, but like, like, like live is, there's a lot that can go wrong there too. So I think that's something else people need to think about as well. Yeah. I don't think of, yeah, but I love dude. Live is my jam just because yeah, like, it, it's off the cuff. Like you can, I don't even think about editing stuff. Like, it's yeah. just like, we're just going to do this and see what happens. Like even Does kind it give, of, if you like a, a high while you're doing it, Oh, a hundred percent while I'm doing it, dude, I, I don't even know how I'd explain. It. I can only, I've tried to explain to somebody before. It's like, I get this like massive tunnel vision where like, I, I can almost feel like almost like if you're looking at the back of a camera and then you like, whoops, if you like zoom in like your camera and like, you get like a tight shot of like their face. That's kind of like what my vision goes. Like if I'm interviewing somebody when I was on the red carpet yeah. and like, Dude, as soon as I got somebody, it was just like, like nothing could break me. Like it was just, I was just on. 
but I don't like being in studio. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. like being in studio where there's the prompter and da 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 da. I'm like, yeah. throw me in there and see what happens, type of guy. Nice. But nice. that's do you, yeah. Do you, you kind of like black out too? Like, do you kind of forget what you say until you like look back at the footage? Hundred percent happens all the yeah. time. My uh, yeah. it happened when I used to do weather, like uh, when I was a weather guy, and yeah. like I did this one. I I was doing coverage in Colorado or something, mm-hmm. and I was just. We had to stall for like because we have ifbs in our ears or whatever and the producer in the background was telling me to stall because there was an issue somewhere like one of the cameras was flipping out or the prompter wasn't working so i had they call it stretching right so i'm just like going and going and going and i'm just talking and like because there's no script for being a weather guy so i'm just going and afterwards my news my the anchor slash news director was like bro like that was awesome. He's like, "How did you do that?" And I, and I was like, "I have no idea what just happened. I just blacked out." It's kind of like it. It's kind of what is it? What movie is it? Talladega Nights. I just see like Will Ferrell. He's like, "Ah, I blacked out." Like I, I don't know what happened or something. I can't remember. I don't know if it's Talladega Nights, but man, yeah, yeah stuff like right, that happens right, all the time <laughs> with interviews. And that was yeah. another thing on the red carpet. I'd be doing a lot of interviews, and I wouldn't know what happened until I got back and watched it back. I'd have yeah. no clue. It's the That's weirdest like the thing. Gift of gab, man. Yeah, I know, but it's like I can't even be present because I, I don't know what you would call that space of mind mm. because yeah. I'm just so in it, and it's just like, like I I, I don't know what I'm saying or doing. I'm just yeah. going. Nice. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I never really thought about that. It's interesting you bring yeah. that up, and I'm also glad you brought up that you can sit there and watch interviews because there's like a small part of me that wants to like find the people who like that because i thought i was the only one i can literally sit there and watch interviews all all day day. yeah like long ones like just sit there i don't care about the angles i don't care how fancy it is i'll just sit there and that's why i do these video breakdowns too Mm. because it's like i get to watch it and be a part of it and watch it back like these two-hour interviews i'm just people are like you spent two hours it's like actually it's about double that because i watched it twice they're like what But um, for, but from a uh, also from like a setup standpoint, yeah. Uh, since my this show is very interview heavy, getting on people's schedules and like emails back and forth. Do you do you have to set everything up, or do you have somebody else that does that? Yeah, like right now, agency I'm at, I don't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like when I did the po- when I'm like, well, again, the most inconsistent podcast, the Secret Filmmaker Society podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, like that part, like um. Well, there wasn't too many interviews on that portion, but even that part, like with me and uh, my co-host Will, is like trying to connect that, like our lives is like, it's hard to kind of keep that going at times. Um, but then at least for the, the podcast at the agency where we have different people coming through, someone else is usually doing that portion of it and reaching out. And that's a whole beast in itself. You know what I mean? Like we were saying earlier, talking about how like YouTube has so much moving parts, like even that, like outreach and things like that is a, like a hard thing. And people's schedules and timing and things like that is definitely something hard to like, you know, keep up with. And again, Murphy's law, when you do do it, like, again, like I was saying, the one I did a while back, uh, just like last week, um, and then the construction started on the roof, like that was also a podcast that was happening where like, I know we're in two different countries right now, right? Mm -hmm. This was like, it was across the country. So like that person came and they came into the studio at that time. So it's like, you only have a finite amount of time with them as well right so it's like oh shoot so that's definitely like a part that can be like stressful you know it's again it's, it, it almost feels like i don't want to say like the newsroom or something like that but there is kind of a portion like that like 
time matters so much on set, like regardless film set, like it matters. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's like, keep it simple, but also just be prepared for just about anything. And I don't know how you feel about this as a creator as well as you need to almost learn everything. Like I have, I, you know, your expertise, right? Like whether you're just starting, like test out everything, like you could be like, Oh man, I want to do this video podcast and do all these interviews. But then it's like, what if you get on camera and you're like, well, I don't like being on camera because I don't like the way I look, or I don't like the way I sound. It's like, Oh, maybe I like the post part. And then you like, the post part where it's like, okay, I can make the video look like this, or it's like, oh, I can make the audio sound like that. Like, oh, this is better than being on camera. Maybe I'll do that. But even with like the producer part, cause it's like, you know me, man, I'm a one man band right now. Yeah. So it's like, besides this and all the setup, like I'm going through the, like, you got to find the talent, reach yeah. out to them, follow up with them, schedule them, shoot it edit and then it's just like it's a and, of things, man. yeah and i'm not trying to overwhelm anybody i'm just trying to be like as honest as possible and like how like complex it can be but once again my goal in this episode and in my programs is to keep things insanely simple that, that's smart I, I like that and like you're saying i don't even think it, it's it's realism as well right because someone coming into this might think it, it, it kind of gives me that whole mindset of the uh especially during the last couple of years with like the explosion of entrepreneurism and things like that and it being seen like the coolest thing like people i don't know if you've seen that tiktok where the guy's like i left my nine to five to work 24 7. yeah yeah for entrepreneurs yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and it's true it's like it's like you're going to be working so much more harder so much more right and i i'd say to anyone even if you're starting your own thing whatever it is it's the same mindset right like it's like starting a business you're creating systems you're creating structures to follow right so like you're saying keeping it simple is like one of the most important things um kind of to piggyback off what you said with um recording on the uh the sigma art at 1.4 right like things i've learned actually where i would say that like okay when you do have access to things how you kind of actually dial it back is like that has happened before where you've shot something, you set it up and it can go like, you know, it's like your focus plane is right here and the person decides to move a little bit. And now, cause you're not manning that, that can happen. That's happened to me before as well. I think what I've learned now too, is something like where, like if I had like something like at a 1.2 or 1.4, something I can go like that. I just know, okay, like this has to have flexibility if I'm not gonna have people like three people manning cameras. So I think one thing I do is I do dial things back where I'd go to like, a 2.8 or even like a four where uh, it would look so beautiful if this was like a 70 like a 200 millimeter at like 1.8 but like i can't because i have to man it so i think that's what i've learned as now is like again to especially like whatever is the priority like if i'm gonna do a podcast it's like all right audio is priority here so like you guys like stay as tight to the mic as possible because i could it's again like we we're saying before it's forgiving on the video and like i can always cut to a different anchor or something but like, if I focus on like the visual there over the audio, like I can't get that audio back in a way, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Just real quick for the people who don't know what, you know, the 1.8, the 1.4, the 2.4 oh, so, is. Yeah. 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 No, just to, can you explain that real quick? Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, like when you're shooting on a different lens, whether it is a cine lens, it's like T-stops or you're shooting on something that's a photography lens where it has F-stops, um, the lower the number. So when we say like a 1.4, it pretty much we're saying like, Bring like the blurry background. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like yeah. the depth of field. That so, crispy. Yeah. Yeah. So your person in focus will be super sharp, but
but the background will be super like out of focus. But if you go up to like a 4.0 or like an 8.0 or something, everything starts to get more um, all in focus. So like if you guys are watching this video right now, like just on the, like you could still see my background, but if we were shooting on like a 50 millimeter 1.4, my background would probably be out of focus, but you'll still see me. So, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and real quick, uh, as far as like, if somebody was, um, cause I want to be respectful of your time. I'm no, always, wait, man. I ain't got nothing to do. It's got a towel, <laughs> uh, a towel to fold and a fork to put away. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe Rogan, this thing, it's like, dude, let's see how, let's see how long we could go. Oh man, I could keep, I could keep, I could easily keep going. Um, yeah. but for those starting a video podcast, what would you say is the best piece of advice for them when just getting started? um best piece of advice when starting your video podcast um i think your setup is going to be important so think about how you actually want to do it. like depending on what you have access to you might see something where it's like multiple cameras and different angles i'm going to piggyback and steal what you said keeping it simple um your first one maybe focus on just like a if you're doing it in person one main shot you know a, a shot that's just like one camera one main shot and you get mics and you're you're both in frame you know what i mean you can always kind of play and and punch in and that's something you want to do if you want to full screen it um and if you have access you can get like get a second camera third etc if you do have two cameras let's say and you i would say focus on the talent so one main shot and then the talent uh talking because you can always you're important as the host and the interviewer but like you can always be the main shot uh, sorry, the wide shot, then like having it there. And then once you get three, then you're good to go, but keep it simple. And I would say, uh, start with what you have to damn i'm just saying everything that you had like <laughs> that, no that's good though because like it, it, it yeah because like i said we both are you know it, you're you're more like i said you're more of a video guy than me so like i mean it's like i just want to hammer it home that like just to keep it as simple as possible but what yeah, about man. for uh for people who are just starting kind of like something like this right now oh for sure like if you're doing it like again use what you have you know i mean everything is we're at a place now where everything is pretty good. Like everything is pretty good. You can get access to even what we're talking about before the USB microphones, like get that. And like, I think we were saying earlier about how, like, I don't want to say the word cause I don't know if this will like, uh, get flagged if it's going on YouTube or anything, mm -hmm. but like the current situation, the whole the current situation the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that everybody's living that in, started in 2020. <laughs> yeah. like, that actually has made people. And we were saying it's made people more, um, open to doing uh online interviews right so like there's even been times uh where we were able to get people i think that you wouldn't be able to get to jump on a, a video call and talk to and because the world was shut down people are now we're more open to that because it's the only way to communicate and like i think i think going forward people will still be that so actually one of the best things probably would be i think to someone starting is keeping your podcast in maybe this type of uh, way we're doing it right now, where it's like, people can be in their homes, people can be where they are, and um, be comfortable and not like have to take the extra time to leave and go somewhere because um, it's cutting friction, right? You want to you don't want to add more to someone else's day, especially if you're getting someone that's like a super busy person, like, like, a lot of people at the agency we're, we're working with are philanthropists, right? So it's like, we need to like, respect their time, like, so we can't necessarily do that. So I would say is, yeah, like, utilize things that like Streamyard and um what's the one we said the other just earlier R River Riverside 
Riverside, like I haven't used it yet, but like it seems like it's you know, <laughs> yeah. We'll give it the old college try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Here, like, yeah, co-signing things. We haven't used yeah, before. right. So yeah, it's awesome. It's the best <laughs> ever. People are like, really? Um, comments on this video, like, yo, yeah. fire fest. You guys set us up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it also, what is, what do you think? Is there any like bad advice that you've gotten about podcasting or like video mm -hmm. podcasting? Like somebody told you something and you use it, and you're just like. <laughs> I think nothing bad advice. Something I think that people don't really realize though is regard if you're starting, like Thomas, you're you have a TV background and you have like TV and, and media training. So it's I think people need to understand like take time to learn that as well. You know what I mean? Cause it is an art form. Like you just said before, like being able to like say, Hey, one of our cameras aren't working. Like we need you to keep going. And you're like, you're not talking to time anymore. You're just talking to them, yeah. like, <laughs> until they tell you you're good to go. Like that is an art. That's like a skill, right? You can't just like, cause some people would do that, but they just might start talking nonsense, right? Like what you said, I'm pretty sure made sense. And it kept going and kept the flow going right of the show. Um, till they got back to the actual to cut back to camera right to the other room but um i would say is take the time to learn that aspect of it media training like being able to speak in a tone that like stays uh because like you will fluctuate back and forth naturally when you have a conversation i think a lot of people they think a podcast is just like there's that joke i saw again kind of just so many memes where it's like two guys talking they're like oh man we're really funny we should start a podcast then again the podcast and it's like uh, uh so <laughs> like you don't know yeah. what to talk about right yeah so i think it's like take the time to to learn that craft of like being able to be present in the mic keep your tone the same because like again like the way i'm speaking right now it's keeping it so it's not going like you know like back and forth like that as well as um learning to structure structure up right like having your questions out and this, this like the way you want to go allow yourself to meander we've meandered throughout this this conversation right but like i'm pretty sure you probably have a structure that like we can always cut back to so anyone starting out i think you need to start really focus on your pre-production i think that's something that like will really help even if you don't have access to everything make it just that much better because it's going to flow so much better and it's going to you can always do a lot more in post anyways but you'll know you have your structure there so um Practice that, go watch interviews, study it, become a a student again. You know what I mean? This is not just something I think people like television and entertainment and media because of YouTube and stuff, it's made it more accessible now to a lot more people. But I think people don't, don't understand it's still a skill people go to school for, people practice, people have natural talents for. So yes, you can just get on and do it, but respect the craft and, and still put the time into it because like, yeah, it's still yeah. it's still a skill. Respect the craft, man. I, yeah, that's so like it just hearing that I'm just like, oh God, somebody gets it, right? <laughs> um, but no, that's what I plan on doing in my programs too. So I mean, is to just make that as simple as possible too. And like you said, just give it, you know, like structure so it does flow. Mm -hmm. So you don't run into that problem of like, what do we talk about? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or like it's like uh you know it's like you're gonna be doing a lot in post i'll tell you yeah, that yeah exactly man but all right man we'll do where can we find you online uh you can find me online at customatic so c-u-s-t-o-m-a 
T-I-C on Instagram, customizeonline.com website, Twitter. I'm really active on there. But on Twitter, I just be talking a lot of crap. So if you want to talk crap with me, you can all have me there. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm at when it comes to like my own personal socials and things like that. Cool, man. Yeah, oh, and I, oh, sorry. And YouTube.com slash Customatic. I'm still on YouTube. Uh, again, I think we're talking about this prior, um, but like I'm planning on focusing on more like bigger bodies of work. So I've been, I have taken a lot of time off my YouTube, um, but I'm planning to come back to it. But like giving my time to like work on the things that I need to work on before, uh, again, trying to be consistent on it. <laughs> King of consistency, can't man. Can't just show up one day, like come back two years later, like, hey. Yeah, I, I, it's not that I was gone for four months, you know, and YouTube yeah. lets you know, you know, it's like, it's, it's a timestamp. Like, we know. Yeah. <laughs> awesome man well if you're watching this awesome thank you so much and if not like i said i'll link everything all your handles the video handle or the video link